This is Earspoon, your home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Welcome to the Earspoon. I'm Fish. I'm Steve. Hey, man. Hi. Welcome to another uh, week on the interwebs. I look forward to this chat with you that we have regularly it's now. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. We should have been doing this the whole time. I know. I know. So much to talk about always. The difficulty is narrowing it down to particular topics because so much of it is just simply WTF exclamation point and start <laughs> Hashtag. there. Hashtag WTF. Right. Um, so, hey, uh, speaking of WTF. Yes. No, WWW. Uh, the World Wide <laughs> Web. I'm familiar with it. We're on it at theearspoon.com. If you've ever missed a podcast or if you want to see what we've done in the past, please. There's not a lot there, but we're building. We're a couple building. of videos of interpretive dance you may want to avoid. But, yeah, um, you definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Me and Steve and a leotard. Hey, when the dance takes over, dude, I have nothing to say. That's I just it. go. It's pure art yep. in full formation. Um. But uh, so anyway, it's it's all there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, uh, the ear, and it's theearspoon.com. dot com. Right. Not just any earspoon. The and uh, on on the book of faces and on the Instagram. Have we posted anything? <laughs> of course we have. Internally, <laughs> just externalizing in it my, is the whole other in thing. in my mind. Yeah, we're just getting this rocket ship off the ground. But uh, I mean, the hope and the invitation is to have people uh, check in who either jive with what we're talking about or. Also, ideally, don't. And then I'm okay with that, right? But just I'm just looking for civil dialogue and civil engagement with people. Like we can think about all kinds of things, but uh, if we can just keep it like human beings trying to swap ideas and persuade one another of the brilliance and wisdom of what we're trying to say, Uh, it's you know, it's just a conversation uh, bent on opinion, and uh, that's all it really is. And and I just you know I like to come have everything come to a peaceable end if at all possible, but it's not always possible. Sometimes strangulation is involved, <laughs> and then everything's quiet. Or boiling water. There you are. Is how we start our conversation today. <laughs> All right. Um, the metaphor. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you put a frog in boiling water to leap out. Mm. You put a... Which I personally have never done. No. Yeah. Put that in there. Lobster. Yes. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never again. Um, you put a frog in a pot of uh, tempered water and slowly bring that water to a boil. It'll allow itself to get boiled. Yep. Right. All right. So, yep. and, and and the metaphor paints the picture, paints the visual that um, you know we're reactionary. Yes, we are. Right. Bang. Something bad happened. Getting a you know. It's a life saving reflex at times. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So that's good. Uh, however, um, we are uh, basically a nation of of frogs in tempered water yeah. who just walk around going, oh, it's okay, <laughs> you know, uh, they'll. They don't mean it when they say they'll suspend the Constitution. Right. <laughs> you know, they they right. don't mean it. Well, as long as we're talking about you know animals in water, yeah. uh, it's you know to stretch it into another metaphor. It's like asking a fish to describe water to say what is it this stuff that we live in, swim in, occupy in. Mm-hmm. What is capitalism? What is American culture? What are all these things? And honestly, I'm not really sure people have a crow's eye view of what life is like. And I don't mean to say like everybody needs to be students of history, et cetera, but like how we got here, what are we, what is going on here? And I, you know, I think that's the difficulty, just like asking a fish to, to describe water. I don't think people that are what frogs in tepid water really grok that they're in water at all. Okay. So let's leave the fish out of this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's leave them out of it. 
All right, he's happy on dry land, just so you know. Nice. Um, and uh, secondly, let's uh, get back into the, the whole idea that we are just basically a nation of sheeple, Ooh, uh, you know, yeah. to, to lack, a, lack of a better term, who just in large part walk around and listen to a small percentage of the people. But here's the, here's the metaphor uh, where it takes the hard left. Discomfort is discomfort. If you are just sitting on your couch at home, and you get a little discomfort, a little pain, or something like that. You move to alleviate that. You look to uh, alleviate the discomfort. I reach for opioids. <laughs> They're no. so handy right. and cheaper than heroin. Are they? No. no. I think it's the other way around. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, uh, nonetheless, um, so the discomfort level is the discomfort level. So there's really a lot of holes in the metaphor, even though I get what they're saying when they say it. Uh, but when the water begins to get too hot, well, we thrash around. But we're a frog in a pot of boiling water with sheer metal walls, and there's really no exit strategy for us. Yep. All right? So there's no way out, and we're just thrashing around. Now, the thrashing in this case is screaming into the void at one another, yep. starting Twitter wars, of, of which I did one recently. Uh, I got into it. Thank you. Thank you. My, my cherry is officially popped Ooh. on the Twitterverse. Ooh. I still don't understand Twitter. I still don't get it. But- uh, Understanding I, is so 20th century. I know. <laughs> it's like saying science is real. It's so <laughs> silly. Um, and and it has taken literally high school age children to yeah. kind of say, hey, all right, listen, well, you guys are um, thrashing around in the, in the pool until we can figure out how to shut the fire off. Here's some ice. We're going to cool the water down yeah. Yeah. And, and quell things for a minute and let everybody know that you adults are you are too stupid to recognize. Basically, you're just saying, you know what? We don't like the job you're doing, so we're not going to hire you again. Kind of, yeah. That's the that's the actuality, and and frankly, they own the future of this country uh-huh. and can actually dictate those things. I think the thing, and and you're you're spot on on your observation. What I think people of a certain age, say forty plus, tend to forget is. These are children who are forged in the fires of so many things post 9-11. Yeah. In uh, uh, electronic, uh, web-based, social networking. You know, th- these kids are tied in. That school sounds like a very exceptional place as well in Florida. But this is what I think is being fa- – our generation, let's say, is failing to realize is – and I th- thankfully got hip to this a number of years ago when I was doing uh, radio – and interviewed teenagers, you know, people here at Broward Union High School from Tim Kipp's class, who's a, a godsend to this area, um, activated, aware, excited, yeah. involved, hopeful, innovative. They're out there. Yeah, and it's not an exception. But I, they've been, but they've been told that they were kids for too long, so that's they're exactly just being right. kids, right? <laughs> well, you, you know, when you stop being a kid, when people open fire on you. Yeah, that's that. That's real. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, th- then it's like, okay, so I'll be a kid, but, you know, if you're going to shoot at me and then the adults aren't going to do anything, yep. then, well, we're going to, we're going to force your hand. Yeah. And they've done an amazing job. They've been very well spoken throughout this whole entire thing. Yeah. Right. And as I was listening to, uh, the Hogue who had to go into, into hiding for a little while yeah. because of death threats. Yeah. Huh? Right. There you go. Death threats. Let's let's just let's punctuate this with death threats against children. Yeah. Advocating for their needs after a mass shooting at their school. Ah. Uh, Kill them. <laughs> that's it. Oh, we don't like you. Kill them. Crisis actors, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. 
don't even don't get me started on that <laughs> whole crisis actors. Um, the uh, when he when he called out Marco Rubio, oh, brilliantly, wasn't that? <laughs> so you'll stop taking money from the NRA. Yeah. <laughs> even even Marco Rubio, who I think is is a smart guy and can think on his feet and throw words out that make sense until he can think of what he needs to say, right? Was stymied. You know, yeah. and it took him about a full minute to get to his explanation. I don't support them. They support me and my agenda. I don't support their agenda. Whatever, Chachi. Yeah, I mean. $3.3 it- $3 million. We ran that down in last week's podcast, so we yeah. don't need to revisit no. it. Um, but, you know, good on him. And then I started drilling into the numbers, the the sheer numbers. So while we are frogs thrashing around in ever-increasing uncomfortable water, I thought to myself, once again, we did a, a podcast, one of the first ones that we did on what I call my 5% rule. 5% of right. the people out there are just really not qualified to be out there. Right. That's your general population. That's the general population of people who shouldn't be out there. Rich people control the narrative. 1%, right? 5% of buffooneries. Mm. And then the NRA is the hot topic. So I began to look at them. All right, so how many members do they have? There's one thing says they've got five, 5 million uh, active members. One says it's got nine. One says it's got 14. So I don't know where the number is, to be honest with you. But Whichever one the NRA says is true is not true. Right. So, so go with that. I think they said they, I think they said they were 14. But let, let's sure. go with 14. All right. All right? Because at some point. Rounding t- high. At some point in time, you can falsify a picture to prove that there are 14 million people into, in a room. At a Howard Johnson somewhere right. off a highway in Texas, no doubt. Um, so that is still less than 5% of the population, once again, controlling the narrative. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the, the I'll play devil's advocate. Um, when the framers of the Constitution were talking about how we want to do you know, a constitutional republic or democracy for shorthand here, the idea was like, you know, the tyranny of the majority can't stand. The minority needs to be heard. Yeah. And so in that sense, yeah, I get that. And so like if you're like, well, we actually kind of feel like, you know, let's say marriage equality is actually a good idea. No, shut up. And over time, the minority became, grew and grew and grew, and it changed the American culture for the better. Uh, so we say, yeah, so a small segment of the population is controlling a lot of situations. So we by definition, want to say, like, well, everybody's got a room at the table for everybody. But you're talking about a much more sinister, much more nefarious, manipulative, deceptive, corrupted process by which the people with already in the seat of power use that power to assure that they will retain that power no matter what, while the massive majority of us suffer and supply them with their resources. And that, I think, is the sinister part of it. Yes, there's room for everybody, but this is the sort of stuff that it quite literally, metaphorically and otherwise, and literally, it's shooting holes in our children in the future. And I don't know when we kind of turn to the, we, we value and we esteem and we applaud and we watch on TV ultra rich people. I find it offensive. I find it, you know, putrid. And regular working Americans go, wow, did you hear about blah, blah. Baseball players, like all of I this. Know. It's like, so when we say, wow, you've really succeeded, you made 11 million last year, didn't you? Like, that's horrifying in a world where people sleep in the streets right here, just miles from here. You know, it's a horrifying truth. Anyway, just trying to say, 
we have given room for, and we are, I think, on some level, the American experiment is a kindness and an experiment in, in the better of better natures of people. But I think in 2018, we got to really examine where our better natures are at because there is a hostility coming to the fore where you have regular working people defending the activities of billionaires. Like, I, it, it, yeah, I, it, again, it, we've become this nation of people who uh, consistently vote against our own best interests. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Consistently. Yep. You know, you pick your one option. I think we may have had this in a conversation, but it's easy to revisit it all the time. Uh, people step in to the voters' booth as uh, as one-issue voters. I'm voting for candidate X because he supports uh, gun control. Yep. Yeah, but you know what? He doesn't support, I mean, everything else that you need, take and right. take advantage of, want, and helps you stay alive. He yeah. wants to eviscerate all that, but, you know, guns, or, and I don't mean just to use guns as an example. It could be right. anything, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, but you, know, you got to take button. a look at the complete, pa- the complete package. And when you allow a politician to focus on one topic, that's them controlling the, uh, the narrative. Lock her up is a great example of controlling the narrative. Yeah. Right? No, the surely. emails, great, con- great content. I mean, even when Bernie Sanders, uh, they did the presidential debate and, uh, you know, famously said, I think we've heard enough about her damn emails. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you know, that's a good Bernie you <laughs> yeah. got going there. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wholly agree. But I guess I come back to this and it's sadly a, a pension of mine and a pet issue. But, like, if people can't discern what's real from available facts, I'm not even talking about high-level thinking and high-level deduction, but, like, if you can't just figure shit out. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what are we trying to save here? I mean, I'm not talking about a handful of people, literally millions of people. That's, that's why I keep saying we've got this small percentage of the populace mm. that is controlling everybody. It, right. it does. Would it make sense if... I sat in the middle of giant stadium, one person against whatever that stadium holds, 80,000, 100,000 people, mm-hmm. and was able just to basically say, all right, everybody, get out there and clean my car. Go now. <laughs> and they all did it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the essence of capitalism. That really, is the ridiculous know. picture that I am painting. Right. And at the same time, like we were talking about these sort of inequities and imbalances, we're now regular working people will spit on the idea of unions. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, what? Like, I, you know, I could, and, and again, I'll, I'll go devil advocate, yeah. devil's advocate on you. I think that a lot of unions have, um, have evolved into the very thing that they formed to 100% fight. 100% agree. But I'm, and that's the, my, I would say that's the minority of them, but it doesn't matter. I'm talking about the idea yeah. of a union, not yeah. how they execute themselves, yeah. but like the idea that you have an advocacy group to make sure that the workers are not exploited by the rich, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, oh, we got to stop that. Like what? Or tax cuts for billionaires that we just saw. And you got regular working people going, yeah, that's going to be good for me. Like on what planet is that real math? You know, so that people are prepared to and encur- encouraging. They keep, con- they continue to give that power to the 1%, the 5%. Right. They give it away. They abdicated it, which is the fundamental opposite of what this country was founded on. In my view. Yeah. Skipping over the genocide and the slavery. Stop getting hung up on the yeah, minutia. Well, you can't leave that out. Yeah, no, I know. It's there. It's real. Um, so I, I don't know what it's going to take to wake people up. Uh, I, I, st- I started. We started out today basically saying that I had popped my cherry and got into my first Twitter war. 
Right. With a man called the American Patriot. Oh, always a danger <laughs> sign. <laughs> uh, you got to flag me on these things, buddy. Uh, you know I like to come in for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't t- I don't typically, but in, in order to get a good understanding of how Twitter works, you need to become a troll. Really? I do. Mm. Anyway, it's I use it as a news source, right? Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's all hashtag fake news, right? So I don't even know that I'm 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 seeing real news anymore. I don't know what's real, what's not real anymore. Well, if you're following individuals, you can't know. But I follow a lot of news sites and, yeah. and journalists. Yeah, they're all fake thinkers. Now. Oh, they're, they're, right. they're all fake. <laughs> Animatronic. Yeah, that's all. Um, they're generated by Disney. I knew it. Different t- podcast for a different day. <laughs> um, so I I trolled and I I I only follow these. You know the 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 Republican bully pulpit banging oh, on the you know on the, on the podium, the Fox Newses, the 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 Betsy DeVosses, the all of these people yeah. just to see what they say. Trump, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I was just in there and on a Fox News site posted something, and uh, oh boy, oh <laughs> boy, I'm trying to piranha. It, what, <laughs> what, what, what it was, and I I I, put, I just. Blah, 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 blah. You know, just yeah. tell you guys, look at this. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, look, a, a, another uh, a, another cut and paste argument. Huh? Right? Um, and uh, somebody came in, you know, it's not a custom cut and paste. You, you, you friggin' liberal, you libtard. There it is. Dirt, That's, dirt, 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 you know dirt. you're in it when the libtard comes so, out. So, you know, my, my normal answer to those kind of things is just the, the single word with an exclamation point. Derp. Yeah. yeah. Derp, and he's yeah, well, you whatever, you know, you you one liner liberals, you know, I blame all the school shootings on you liberals. liberals yeah, right. I mean, again, like whether it's le- any end of the continuum, if somebody has abandoned critical thinking, yeah, um, there's really no point in engaging. I the engaging I do in social media is to is for the ancillary people on the sides watching uh, what I think is a mm-hmm. is a sound evidence evidence based <laughs> rational discussion happen. But the people that I'm talking to are very rarely rational. But I have to say, it's a tremendous relief to meet people who don't agree. I don't agree with politically who are civil, respectful, intelligent, rational. I can have that conversation. Yeah, I was raised by that kind of dad. You know, like, right? Didn't agree with his politics, but he was a good man, and he had mm-hmm. a decent. And I have many friends that are conservative that are really good people. You do not. I do. It's a, it's refreshing name that they haven't abandoned eight. me completely. Name eight. <laughs> I could name. I could probably name. Well, I could name more than eight, but some that I stay in regular touch with. You know, some right here in this area. Yeah. I know we disagree politically, but I know them to be solidly good people. Right. I mean, I could name a few. Some that you know. Yeah. Uh, leave it out of there. But uh, just point being that, like, that's a refreshing way to engage, and that's that's the sort of bridge building that I could say is, hey, don't you think we, instead of being on other other sides of a continuum, should turn and look at one or five percent of us who fundamentally controls the narrative and who fundamentally controls where the world is going, we're watching the world melt. The waters are rising. It, well, yeah, we're getting hotter and they're boiling and we're just kind of swimming around going, ooh, my, and like, my we, shoulder feels good in this right. hot water. And I know that like like my dad and like these other you know good-hearted conservatives that I know, again, I'll never agree with. I'll get that. Hello? Yeah. Keep it down, Daffy. Um, when I, uh, you know, when I have conversations with people, I, I want to talk from a heart place not like I want to win. I had a conversation recently with you know these two buffoons that I constantly run into in a particular place. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Um, but they, they. I mean, I'm a student of, and and I have a passion for critical thinking and deductive reasoning and how one debates. I was raised in a house full of debate. You know, I, I like it. It's fun. I enjoy the engagement. And 
you can see them circling, just looking for a place to win. Like, yeah. Not at all looking for, I wonder what's real here. I wonder what's true. This person thinks very differently from me. I wonder if that could possibly be true. That's got to be the operating system where you say like, I have to listen to this rational person's point of view because it's so different from mine. I want to see if it fits. Point being, like when I, most of the time you won't find people on any end of the continuum, and I include lefties and liberals like myself in that, that people are not, I think it's 10 times as bad on the other side of the spectrum, but yeah. there's still people who you know, will, will reject science, people who reject rational thought. Uh, you know, opinions are opinions. You can have all the opinions you want, but when it comes to discussing how things are in the world, we count on a degree of neutrality. You know? So I would wish, is, you know, bringing it back to your original point, that we could reach across and say, I know that you want smaller government and less welfare programs, and I know that I think differently than that, but can't we agree that these assholes have seriously screwed things up? It it just it goes beyond like anybody I have known good conservatives mm -hmm. who are sticking by Trump still to this unthinkable. day. It's unthinkable. I I I reject that as a as a rational person. I can't. You know. I mean. So I have gone and had a tremendous amount of respect for this one particular individual, which shocks me. Mm. She still supports what this man is pouring down the necks of America. Well, a woman from the start supporting this man is unthinkable to me. So to, a year later after this, yeah. I got nothing. All right. So, you know, um, and, and then we go back into the whole governor's, let, let's let's jump to the governor's thing, where the uh, Jay In, Inslee, Inslee, who's the governor of Washington? Did you see that clip no. where he confronted Trump? About no. basically, how about a little bit more, uh, I don't know what, what the words were, how about a little bit more critical thinking around this and less, uh, less tweeting? Digging it. Right? right. Confronted Ooh. him, basically saying arming teachers, bad, bad idea. Let me guess, Trump came no, back? No, not arming. A select few that have, uh, you know, an acute, you know, that they're uh, uh, adept at uh, shooting and killing people and stuff. Yeah. I was... Uh, I was just having a conversation with. Did I cut you off? I don't want to. No, cut no, 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 no. I'm just. That, that was me shaking my head and just absolute oh. disgust. I was having a, a conversation with some people from my high school class in mm -hmm. this Facebooky sort of situation, and and people were and and thankfully some of them very civilly, uh, at, gun owners and gun advocates and a advocating the arming of teachers, and I you know, could civilly re return that <laughs> volley with that's just freaking absurd, and here's why I think that. But like, I went down the list. I started listing teachers that we all went to high school with. And one of the teachers is actually in this thread, which is great. One of my favorite teachers. Oh, really? Yeah, Gail Crotty. She changed my life. Uh, but I'm trying <laughs> to picture the, any one of them, any one of them in a, in a like armed situation. Like, oh, right. I was just, it was comical. Right. So put that all, all across the country and like, well, not all of them. It's like, I'm sorry, but even if you, if you trained and recruited the top five percent of the teachers of my high school that is just laughable even within even within our military our first responders who carry guns yes 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 even within them there is still a small percentage i think it's only 13 percent actually are able to pull a gun and hit the target yeah i saw a similar thing from the new york police department 18 percent they have 18 percent uh, yeah. you, you could maybe be right. two different stats yeah. but the point being that the ability to hit somebody, especially on the run, in a really 
adrenaline pumping situation. It's like there's bullets flying everywhere. Are you I kidding mean, me? It's it, you know when you stop and think about it, somebody um, uh, and and you know I have some friends who are state police officers who yes, I hold in extreme I, yes. high regard. Yeah, and um, they say that they gave me statistics of basically saying when you are in these situations, your heart rate could be up to 300 beats a minute. Wow. You know? Don't want that job. Your, your head is on the verge of exploding, yeah. and you have to think clearly. Right. And this is somebody who is coming in trained. Yep. This is somebody who's coming in with a level head. Yeah. Who is assessing a situation, who has the ability to cleanly assess it. So what do we got here? Well, we got one in the second window, we got one on the main floor, and we got a hostage in the basement. Right. Okay. I know. Somebody busts into your school and just starts shooting. Right. What do we got here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? See, so, so and, then, is- and then this asshole, <laughs> I got to believe, I got to believe that I would go into that building oh even without a gun. Unthinkable. <laughs> so my retort to that was, uh, like I, I, well, I think you should see it. It's, it's, no, uh, I was going to say, I'd like to see him run into the building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Uh, I think I put this all over Facebook too. The and I, I made a little meme out of it, the picture when somebody yelled at him loudly, and the Secret Service came in and he oh, was yes, ducking yes. and pulling. Oh, that was an excellent meme. You made yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, very nicely yeah, yeah, yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, I made a meme out of that, basically just quoting what he'd said. Right. Uh, cr- crediting him day. for it, and it said, yeah. "You know, this <laughs> fucking idiot can't even." Hey, yelled really loud. Get me out right. of here. Somebody did a similar thing with it when the, he was getting that photo with the with the bald eagle on the desk. Oh yeah, the, and it's him just cowering. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but here's my the point. Goodness. Like bringing it back to the, to the original theme, the idea that we you know foist onto or abdicate uh, certain truths. We'll we'll fight the skirmishes in Facebook land or Twitter land and so forth over sort of meaningless stuff. But the harder, deeper, core truths are just look at the numbers. The numbers do not lie. The basic livability of this country in since Ronald Reagan has plummeted. Oh, I know. The ability just economically, you know, just find your place, pick your zone and look at how we're doing in almost every way dramatically worse. Yeah. In my lifetime as an adult and your lifetime as an adult, dramatically worse. And we could, you know, support that and break it down to the minutia. But the bottom line is life in these United States, especially looked at from outside of these United States, is Quite the clusterfuck. And we are trying to survive it. I have a son in college who's working full-time, going to school full-time, taking out loans to try to better himself, and he's utterly exhausted and does, has, barely has a dime extra at the end of the week. You know, so what's the lesson in this? You know, as opposed to other countries where like, hey, you want to get a college degree? That would probably help out our culture in our country. Thanks so much. Here you go. It's free. You know? So we are... Socialist. I know. But we are... We're living the, the whip end of capitalism. And, and, and again, when we're talking about frogs and water, I don't think people really quite understand just how exploited we are. Just how exploited. Look at the numbers. Look at 82% of last year's wealth went to, into the hands of 1% of the population. But that's getting back to my point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these people control the narrative. They control how people think. Con-troll. Right. Con troll. <laughs> Break those things together. 
were being conned by trolls. Hey, <laughs> <All> right. <nice. laughs> I like that. I got a Photoshop in my mind already. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean, we're going <laughs> to put it on Instagram, would you? I will. I promise. <laughs> so, so we have something up there. So we have something up there. But we abdicate. We say, oh, that's fine. Oh, the rich people, it trickles down. Oh, the rich people, they are job creators. It's never been true. It's not right. true. It's way past anywhere close to true. Did you see yeah, the, the other meme I made? <laughs> See, there's no visuals on podcasts. Well, that's all right. So if you want to see what we're laughing about, you got to go to our Twitter account. That's pretty damn funny. Did you make that too? That's me. Sign language language lesson. (laughs) So go go there. I even tagged us in it because we have the rights to use that. Thank you, Down. Thank you, Down Project. Um, So anyway, um, so we are the proverbial uh, frogs in a pot of boiling water. What are we going to do about it? Uh, The kids are, are basically have begun to control the narrative a yeah. little bit, just a small population of kids. Yeah. Uh, I know next month, um, well, which is, yeah, uh, next month is uh, March 24th, I think, is the big march on 14th. D.C., 14th. It's uh, the... March, I don't know. There's a walkout scheduled for the 14th. Oh, yeah, no, 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 the march on Washington. I well, think, I think, I, I think you're the... right, the 24th. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's big things happening. Uh, go out and support. I, I, I get that sometimes with life, with life, uh, you, you kids, dogs, yeah, things, and responsibilities, it, yeah. um, you know, but, but make a contribute, uh, you know, make a contribution. Whatever it happens to be. Yeah. yeah I mean, as little, uh, support, uh, retweet, uh, spread the message. Let's begin to control the narrative. Let's stop boiling in the water. Huh? I'll tell you the truth. And you hit it right on the head because what's really, what allows this to happen is our absence. Because when people used to show up, and as they do in France, they have freaking strikes because of, you know, what, you know, people like don't pick up the garbage and like, well, I guess we ought to change that. In this country, we just roll. We yeah. roll, we roll. So this is an opportunity. Don't wait for the freaking voting booth. Of course, register and vote, for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, I mean, but it, in the meantime, there's a million ways. It doesn't even have to be monetary. There's a million ways you can be supportive of the things. We just need to show up. It only takes a second. You don't need to do very much for it to be massive. Right. And because there are a lot of us. Yeah. And frankly, if you're somebody listening to a podcast like this, you might be quietly in your earbuds, um, you know, in, enjoying ideas and thinking ideas and have your own thoughts about things. But honestly, and we all have, who doesn't have a thing to say or an opinion, but we need to show up. We need to show up and organize. Yeah. And and by all means, I mean, we, we, we'd love some feedback. I mean, we're kind of barking into the void ourselves right here. Uh, you know, I mean, this is cathartic for both Steve and I to kind of sit in here and kind of just sort of share our thoughts with you. And we appreciate the fact that you've come in. You hopefully have subscribed to the podcast. So you know, we try to release a new podcast like every Wednesday now, I think is our schedule. Um, So definitely we're coming out with one a week and uh, you know, leave us some comments. Tell us what you think. Yeah. It's a conversation. Let us hit the little heart. Let us know you love us. Yes. Right. Cause we're needy as hell. (laughs) No, this is, I mean, this is, we're trying to bridge, and make connections with people. Right. You know, community, the human animal is only alive because it's a social creature. You know, if we were, if we were less social, it's our nature to be social. It's our nature to be commons based. It's our nature to be socialistic. I do believe. And I think anthropologists would bear that out. This, these are those micro moments where you make the connect. We live in Vermont. We have connect. We have community. We keep, we, we work those muscles all the time. We're also living in a culture that, that isolates. So social media can do that. Computers can do that. Reach out, find somebody, go to a group, go to a thing, join a thing, whatever it is. Everybody's got something they can offer to this. Hashtag rise up, hashtag engage. Yeah, right on. Get it done. Nice chat, buddy. All right, you too, man. I'm Fish. I'm Steve. This is the Earspoon. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You can find more on Twitter. Yep. 
Facebook? Yep. Instagram? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and of course, theearspoon.com. Take care. More at theearspoon.com.